Welcome back. We are in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. Let's go. 16. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. All right. Big, big verse here. Talking about the mark of the beast. Some people are freaked out about this. Some people have no idea what this is. Some people have always been curious what this is. Let's be clear about two things. The mark of the beast is of Satan. The seal of God is of God. Just don't take the mark of the beast and you'll be good. If you're a Christian today, you don't have to worry about the mark of the beast because that is during the tribulation. You will have been raptured before that. If you're listening to this and you don't believe in Jesus yet, or you're listening to this after the tribulation has begun, and you're like, oh boy, I I understand it now. Um, Don't take the mark of the beast. Take the seal of God. He wants to seal you. Having believed, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. God seals you if you accept him, if you are born again. And to mention this, I was thinking about this. I was driving to my parents' house recently uh, with my family, and I was just thinking about the the love and sacrifice for God. And we have so much access to, right now it's, it's Christmas time, we have so much access to money and to um, church and Bibles and podcasts and stuff, and yet the majority of people They'll, they'll say they're Christians. It's, it's an enormously high amount of people who claim to be Christian, but I would argue that it's, an enorm, it's a teeny tiny amount who are actually born again. And I, and I can speak from my past, right? I remember when I would, was talking to a few people in my 20s, and they'd say, oh, this person, he's a, he's a born-again Christian. And I myself would consider myself a Christian, but I wasn't. I, I doubt I was saved at that point in my life. I'd say, what is a born-again Christian? I didn't even understand it. And they'd explain, oh, it's someone who's really on fire for God. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I, I didn't see right past the, the devil's regime, right? The devil wants me to think, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't have to be one of those born-again Christians or one of those Bible beaters or Bible thumpers. Well, let me tell you something. If you're not born again, you are not a Christian. Absolutely. It would be completely unbiblical to say that you are a Christian if you don't say that you're born again. The only way to be a Christian, a Christ follower, a little Christ, which is what Christian means, is to be born again. There is no other way to be a Christian. And the only way to be born again is through the blood of Christ. And once you're born again, you will have the desire to go and be a Bible thumper, to be a Bible beater, not and you know what you might imagine in your mind but telling people about the bible showing them the bible reciting verses from the bible encouraging and counseling and helping them and walking them through your history right saying i wasn't a christian i thought i was i grew up church but i was not changed i didn't even think i was born again didn't know what it meant so let me just encourage you if you are listening to this and you say you're a christian then you better know that the only way to be a Christian is to be born again. And the evidence of your salvation, the fruits of your salvation, 
need to be visible because if they're not, then you've got to ask yourself, I'm not the judge. I'm not the one who says you do or don't get into heaven. Neither is that person to your left or to your right or up on stage or behind a pulpit or anywhere. The only one who says whether or not you get into heaven is God. And he sees your heart. But guess what? Your actions are typically, not always, but typically reflective of your heart. So let me encourage you that if you say you're a Christian, then you better be born again. And if you're born again, then you better have fruits that people look at your life and say, I see Christ in that person. That person is showing me who Christ is, but they're also telling me who Christ is. Because if you just do all the actions and you're being all this nice person, but it's all about you, then that's just about you. You're getting the glory. People are like, oh, I wish I was like that person. No, you want them to say, I want to know Christ more. I want to know Christ more because they see Christ evident in their lives. And it make, gives them a peace and a joy that I, I, I long for. And that's what I want. And so I want to go talk to this person and learn how to do that. So I hope that makes sense and uh, sheds a lot of light. And I think it's important for these verses that we're studying here in 16. And so it says, he causes all, both small and great. So this is Satan. He causes all. Uh, Satan working through the Antichrist, Satan working through the uh, false prophets, specifically here in verses 13 to 18, we're talking about the false prophets. So this is kind of what we refer to as the satanic trinity, the unholy trinity, Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. And he causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave. So at this point in time, uh, during the tribulation, there's going to be you know, rich people, there's going to be poor people. Uh, that we see that today. There's going to be free and slaves. We see that today. There's definitely free people. We got a lot of freedom here in America, and yet we see slaves. There's even slaves in America. Did you know that? Did you know that in your city, there are slaves? Uh, sex trafficking is is a form of slavery where people are in bondage and they will not be re- uh, released because they're you know their masters, their uh, person who forces them into the slavery to do sexual things with people and they can't get out of it and yet there's people who are willing to pay for that so if there's a demand there you can bet that there's going to be a supply and the devil wins in both circumstances he wins on both ends he wins with the master controlling someone he wins with the slave being controlled he wins with the person who longs for the stuff and pays for these acts and that's going to continue during the tribulation obviously and it says to receive a mark of the uh on their right hand or on their forehead. So let's take a look at this. This is the name of the beast, but it also refers to the number of his name when put together. Um, unbelievers, not the raptured church, and not post-rapture believers will have the number 666 or his name. The number 666 will, will, be, uh, will either be literally written or, what I believe, is it will be a name that adds up to 666. In the Hebrew language, um, each letter has a number associated with it. So, his num- uh, so that his name <clears throat> will numerically add up to 666. The mark will be, and I don't know that we have this in our language, um, even though I speak English, I'm not an English expert, but I don't know that our letters add up to anything. But maybe just for simplicity, let's just say that the letter A in English could represent 1, B, 2, C, 3, etc. Well, in Hebrew, they do have that. And the letters actually 
represent numbers. And so it's very likely, and we can be dogmatic about what this exactly looks like. We know it's going to involve 666. And why does it involve 6? Well, 7, we've talked about before, represents completion or perfection. And there's three sixes in a trinity of evil, the, the satanic trinity. And six represents imperfection, falling short of the perfection of God. So God created the world in six days, but then he rested on the seventh. And six represents the number that is fleshly and worldly and temporal. So six, man was created on the sixth day. And so six is that represents the number of man, of the flesh, because and creation was made for man. Seven is the number of perfection and fullness, but six is the human number, just short of perfection. Well, if we look at Leviticus 19.28, it says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. I'm not going to be dogmatic or say anything about tattoos uh, on the body here but what it is looking forward to this kind of foreshadowing is or prophecy is to the future mark of the beast that will be put on people's body it will be visible and let me look go and look here hold on so the mark <clears throat> will be on the forehead or on the right hand it won't be a credit card number. It won't be a bank account number. It won't be a social security number. No. Everyone will have the same name or the number, not a different one. It's only for those who make the Antichrist their God. It doesn't mean we will live in a cashless society. Now, we may have a cashless society, but that is not what is in scope right here. This is literally saying on their right hand or on their forehead will be something that is visible, almost certainly visible. And the name yes it could be a chip that's implanted in there but it's most likely that uh, it's visible it's a name and it adds up to 666 and if you have a receipt from your dinner that has it or your license plate says 666 don't worry about that that's not taking the mark of the beast number one we're not in the tribulation number two that's not on your forehead or your uh, right hand okay that would just be silly and unbiblical, and it would mean that you don't have a good view of Revelation. And while we're at it, remember why we study Revelation. We study Revelation to glorify God, to understand Him better, and to fall in love with Him more. It's a very simple book. There's uh, some key things to understand about it, but really it's a pretty simple book, laid out mostly, if not entirely, chronologically, um, with one quick exception that we'll get to in chapter 4 that looks forward to the end of the tribulation. I think it's kind of just saying, hey, the end of the story, focus on this because God wins. Now let's get back to this. Uh, it's not really playing about the event, just kind of showing, and we'll talk about it again later. Um, so here's this mark of the beast, and so many people are afraid of that. They, they get something that says 666 and they freak out, or they'll get fired from their job because their employee badge number has 666 or something like that. It's like, no, don't worry about that. And it says on their right hand or on their foreheads. Now, isn't this interesting? Remember we talked about Satan as the great counterfeiter. If we look at Deuteronomy 6.8, it says, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, hand, notice that, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. All right? You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. 
So back there in Deuteronomy, they were talking about writing on hand and putting them between their eyes. The Orthodox Jews today, they wear these phylacteries on their head and on their arms, and they've got scripture in them. And it's like a little box on their forehead, um, almost like a um, necklace around their forehead, a forehead band. I can't think of what those things are called that old basketball players used to wear, but kind of something like that. It's got a little box with scripture in it. So again, the beast is just trying to counterfeit that. He's like, hey, God told them to put this thing on their head and on their hand. I'm going to put my, my, my mark on their foreheads and on their hand. In verse 17, it says, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. So there will be something that you have to take this mark. You have an option to take it. You're not forced to take it. You have the option, and these people are willing to do it. They're either willing to say, yeah, I don't want to upset my rich lifestyle, so I'm going to take the mark. Or, uh, yeah, I still want to eat, and okay, I'm learning about Jesus by this guy next door who's telling me the church got raptured and we're in the tribulation, and it sounds interesting, but I'd kind of rather just follow this guy who's a world peacekeeper right now and take his mark. And so no one will buy or sell. So the threat is this, deny God, and you can work and have food and money. Don't deny God, and you will starve to death and have no food or income. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book. It's actually happened today in many parts of the world right? In Islam, if someone finds out you're a Christian, the typical scenario is, and and, you know, they even say that you have to either convert to Islam, pay a tax, or be killed. And they will say, if you worship Jesus, you're going to die. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your family. We're going to kill you. So people are faced with this decision today. So this is nothing new to the tribulation. It'll become more rampant during the tribulation, but it's nothing new, and Satan's not creating new things. He's doing the same thing he's always done. And it says that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So 666, uh, we go to 18, it says, Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for for it is the number of man. His number is 666, right? How plain could it be? We talked about six representing the number of man because man was created on day six and it represents flesh and it falls short of the glory of God, which the the number representing God, completion, perfection is seven. So we're told right here in this verse, we've said it repeatedly, right? Let scripture interpret scripture. Don't get crazy. Don't get mystical. Don't get magical. Don't do all this junk that people try to interject into revelation and just screw up theology and everything and make you confused and say i'm just i can't understand it a little person like me how am i going to read it no no no. that's what i thought and then i got a revelation and it's very simple it's very well laid out and god gives a scripture to interpret scripture and this is the inspired word of god and if you don't believe it just read the bible over and over and find a contradiction you won't find any it's one central theme here's the wisdom Wisdom refers to the application rather than the information. Here it requires godly wisdom to stand for God and reject the lies of Satan. So here's the question. If you, if you, if you don't get raptured and you make it through the tribulation, you're in the tribulation and you're listening to this, I want you to accept Christ. I want you to look to Jesus and not take the mark of the beast. Be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. And that will occur at the end of the Great Tribulation and it will then usher in the Millennial Kingdom and then eternity with the new heaven and the new earth. 
if you're alive right here uh, in 2020 or you know next year 2021 understand this if you're not born again you're not a christian if you're not telling people about jesus i would say that's evidence that you're not a christian if you're not living an example of the life of jesus then i would suggest to you that you have not been born again i'm not the one who who says it i'm telling you what jesus says he's the only one who knows your heart i'm just telling you what the bible says and i can look back on my life and say this exact same thing to me i used to walk around saying yeah i'm a christian i wore a cross on my neck but my life did not represent Christ. If you looked at me, nine out of ten things I did did not reflect Jesus. It reflected me and my desire and pursuit for worldly uh, things of greed and desire and hunger and not submission to God and trusting Him. Um, and don't be afraid of the mark of the beast, but trust me, Satan is trying to mark you right now. He wants you to go after worldly things and not godly things. He wants you to just be comfortable and say, yeah, I know about this Jesus person. He's a good person, but he doesn't want you to be committed to him. If you want to be in the Christ, in the camp of Jesus, you must be like the, the pig versus the chicken. You've got to be committed, okay? Lord, these are amazing truths that you've given to us in Revelation and the rest of your Bible. Help us to understand them. Help us to understand that by saying a Christian doesn't make us a Christian that we must be born again, that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no one who gets to the Father except through you. It's so simple and yet so hard, but I pray anyone today who's like I used to be and claims to be a Christian, but they're not born again, then they're not a Christian. It's time right now to be born again, this very moment, this very second, to talk to you, Jesus. Soften their hearts. Lead them to you. And for those of us who are born again already, I thank you for saving me by your grace because I don't deserve it. I was wretched then, and I'm still wretched. I still do so many things that I don't want to do. But Lord, your, your spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. Help me and everybody who's listening who struggles with sin and temptation. Help us all, Lord, today to focus on you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.